0: The Green Bay Packers defense has gotten off to a hot start. Is there a place that could derail this talented group? Plus, Christian Watson still not on the field. Is there something we can point back to in the spring and look at and wonder, hmm, could this have helped him get ahead? Plus, a name to watch on the free agent market for the Packers in the coming weeks. You are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the Leap. Some interesting things to talk about on today's show, and one of them is this Packers defense. We've spent a lot of time talking about Romeo Dobbs. And understandably so, he's gotten off to a hot start and and receiver is a position that everyone wants to talk about. It's a position that everyone has a very close eye on as we move toward the regular season here. And, and certainly as we move through the regular season for the Green Bay Packers. But this defense, we spent a lot of time talking about this defense in the offseason, what they could do, what they could be, what the upside of this group looked like. And the returns are good. First shoulder pad practice yesterday. You start to get a feel for what they can be. First full padded practice today. That's when we will really start to get some answers on what's going on here. But interesting. When you can spot the difference between what this team looked like pre-pads. And what they looked like with shoulder pads on. All of a sudden, names start popping up. Devontae Wyatt, Jaron Reed, Dean Lowry. All of a sudden, this defensive front starts making some plays, whereas before, you're not quite going full speed because these offensive linemen, they've got the guardian caps out there. They're out there with the big, you know extra prophylactic on their head and, you know, player safety. We, we really do value that. I don't mean to make light of player safety. I think it's important that we, if we have technology to protect these players' brains, we use it. And, and I'm glad that they are, despite some of the player and coach pushback on it. Um, but it's not a coincidence that all of a sudden the pads come on, even partially, and the dynamic starts to change. And Rashawn Gary, who has been incredible from the jump, who starting in the spring, starting even last year, starts to take on more of that leadership responsibility. He is poised for a monster season. Matt LaFleur called the combination of Jair Alexander, Er Russell Douglas, and Eric Stokes. So those are three elite players. Well, Jair Alexander, we know elite player. Russell Douglas played at an elite level last year. Eric Stokes not quite an elite player last year, but I think the fact that they're viewing him that way suggests that they view him that way moving forward. We know what the safety group is capable of. We know Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, all of a sudden he starts making plays. This defensive line is as deep as it has ever been. We've seen some four defensive line looks, not even not even the way that you're thinking. We're talking Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry on the outside And big nasties in the middle, Jaron Reed and and T.J. Slayton or Jaron Reed and Devontae Wyatt or, you know, whatever it is is, four true big nasties, 300 pound dudes on that defensive front. And maybe you're going to play a bunch of a bunch of DBs behind. That would be that would be a fun way to go to 300 pound defensive linemen, And then you're playing dime on second and nine. Maybe that's a way to go to try and eat up blocks, let Devondre Campbell stay free in the run game if you need to, because he's so instinctive he can make those plays. And still, if they're going to be 11 personnel, now you have so many bodies out there to try and cover those receivers. But there is one place where this Packers defense does not have, and I think vitally does not have depth. Safety is a place where they don't really have a ton of depth. It's Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos. Vernon Scott has made some plays, had the interception of Jordan Love yesterday in practice to end practice. Um, Sean Davis has made some plays and looked nice, but but no one of any sort of veteran ilk. At corner, you have your top three. And then some question marks, Keyshawn Nixon, Shamar John Charles. Those guys are are really more backups. But you have three of them. Most teams barely have two. In fact, there are plenty of teams that barely have one. Most teams don't have two. Almost no team has three. The Saints do, maybe. The Ravens probably. Very few teams have three. And so eh, I don't, that's not that's not a depth I'm terribly worried about because you can you can weather one injury in the cornerback room. I think in the safety room, you can because you're playing so much too high. You can weather one injury, certainly a short term injury. The place where it gets tough is on the edge. What do the Packers do if one of these edge rushers goes down? You have Jonathan Garvin. I don't think he's proven to be anything more than just like a body at this point. You draft Kingsley, now JJ Anigbari. There's been some nice things in camp, apparently. And I I really like the tape. I thought he was a top 100 player. Again, you know, one of those guys that they got later in the draft that I thought was much better than his draft pedigree, but did not have the sort of freaky athletic tools. And so he falls in the draft as a result in ways that I, I, you know, I don't understand or agree with. He's not a guy, though, that, that you want to rest your title hopes on. Especially if you lose Rashawn Gary for let's say six weeks. He's supposed to be spearheading your edge rush. So what does that look like? And and when I did my 53-man projection for the leap, I looked at that depth and I said, you know, I don't I don't know if this is gonna if this is gonna be enough. I don't know if this is gonna work. I think that the Packers are going to have to sign a veteran. And so I even put on my roster veteran TBD because I think that is ultimately how they fill this void. The question becomes, where do you find that player? Because someone like Robert Quinn in Chicago, the Bears are not trading Robert Quinn to the Packers. That's just not happening. Unfortunately, though, they 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 might trade him to the Rams, who could use an extra defensive piece, especially on the edge. Daniil Hunter, another name that has come up. Jordan Rodrigue from the Athletic mentioned him as a name that the Rams could have their eye on. The Vikings, they are not trading Daniel Hunter to the Green Bay Packers. So you really you really have to start digging now to some of these. Lower-level teams. Like, would a team like the Tennessee Titans who have gone into this sort of soft rebuild mode if things are not going great, would they trade Harold Landry? Probably not. Would they trade Bud Dupree? Well, he's way too expensive. Probably not something the Packers would be super interested in. So where are these other players who could become available? There's just, unfortunately... There's not a lot of options, and the free agent market is bleak. It's bleak. So where do you go out and where do you find those players? There, there just aren't a lot of good options that are available to the Packers. And so I, I think that's when that's when this becomes a little complicated for Green Bay. So do I think there are potential opportunities there? Yes. But what are they? And we never know, right? I mean, sometimes you just you just don't know going into the season. A team thinks they have more options than they potentially do, right? And then all of a sudden they're in a position where they're like, mm, do we really want to keep this guy? Maybe not. And you look at a team like the Texans. Do they, do they want to keep someone like Mario Addison? Well, they just signed him. But if that team's not very good... Does that make a lot of sense? I mean, Obo Okoronkwo, well, they just they just signed him. Those are fun players. But why, why would the Texans give up on players like that so soon? It becomes difficult to try and identify, okay, who are the guys that make sense? Because most teams right now are trying to win, and the teams that have pass rush specialists who could find themselves in the middle of the year struggling are probably not going to be looking to move those guys. So that's when this gets a little bit fraught. I hes—I hesitate to do this. But, but I'm going to do it. Um, there is a name... On a team that I think could have some issues this year. It's a team that is paying a lot of money to their quarterback. They're under a lot of pressure to win now. And they might not. But because the coach and the GM have some long-term security and now the quarterback has some long-term security, they may be willing to... Trade this player to get something back in return. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> you're not gonna believe me. You really are not gonna believe me. I promise I'm I'm not suggesting this for clicks. Okay. I scoured the rosters around the NFL to find the right player. I scoured. There aren't that many options. There just aren't. But the one I landed on... The one I landed on is J.J. Watt. And J.J. Watt does not technically play outside linebacker, so he is not a one-for-one replacement for someone like Rashawn Gary or Preston Smith. But the Cardinals, right now, their timeline when you extend your GM and your coach and you extend your young quarterback, you have given yourself runway. What is this team good at? Who are their good players? They're older. DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, like the, the, Rodney Hudson. Their good players are old. Their young players that are good are Kyler Murray and find me the good Buddha Baker. Like That's the list. Byron Murphy. There's not that many on this team. And so I think they need to be honest with themselves and say, okay, what can we get? The Packers could give up a pick, bring J.J. Watt home and give him a chance to go actually compete for a Super Bowl. Again, this is, this is like one of the few options that's out there. There just aren't that many teams with pass rushers to spare who would actually do business with Green Bay. The two who might have guys on the move are in the Packers division and would not trade them to the Packers. I think under almost any circumstances. But JJ Watt, just you know, I don't. I don't mean to get anyone's hopes up, but just somebody to keep an eye on. More to come here on Locked On Packers, but let's talk about our friends at Built Bar because they've got a new flavor. And anytime they have a new flavor, I want to try it because they are so good at combining all of the macronutrition that you're looking for, the high in protein, the high in fiber, the low in net carbs, the low in calorie, the low in sugar with flavor. That's what they are just second to none at doing. And now they have a, a cookie dough, chunk, puff flavor. And if I could eat them every day, I would. If I had enough of them, I would. And you should check them out. 100% real chocolate. 15 grams of protein. 160 calories. What they've been able to do is just, it's unthinkable. It's unfathomable. It's incredible what they've been able to do. And it's not going to last long. These are not going to be around forever because they are that tasty and that good for you. That combination, pretty rare. So go check them out for yourself. Go to built.com and use the promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locks 15 at built.com. Okay. So I gave you a little adrenaline boost. I gave you a little dopamine hit. <laughs> I'm telling you, people are there are gonna be people who do not believe me that I that are, they just oh, you're just do you just want to get people talking? You just want to get no no. There there really just aren't that many options. There really aren't. There really aren't because right now every team thinks that they're a playoff team except for like three, and the Bears are one of those teams. So I just I don't know what you want me to say. Okay, let me flip it around. Let me not let me not make you mad. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Matt LaFleur was asked what the challenges were for Christian Watson who was not out on the field because he's dealing with an injury that he he got in OTAs. And Matt LaFleur said all the right things about you know being really excited about Christian Watson and being really confident that Jason Vrabel and the coaching staff can get him up to speed when he finally is able to get back out on the field. We don't know when that is going to be, but you know, would have really helped. Would have could potentially mitigated the need to catch Christian Watson up to the same level. Is if your star quarterback, your four-time MVP, had been at OTAs, and it's nice that Randall Cobb was there. To give Christian Watson the Aaron Rodgers class. To give Romeo Dobbs and Samori Touré, Juwan Winfrey and Amari Rodgers such that those guys need it. The Aaron Rodgers class. But ultimately, he's a substitute teacher. The only guy who can teach the Aaron Rodgers class is Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I get it. Matt LaFleur said uh, that Rodgers looked like he'd been throwing every day all offseason. Certainly, Matt does not believe that. I don't believe that. I think that's why he said it, because he knows Rodgers has been resting and taking break. And and look, if that's what Rodgers needs at this point in his career, I totally understand where he's coming from. Rodgers is trying to balance what's best for him with what's best for the team. But this is when you feel that loss, that he's not at OTAs. Because you can say, okay, well, you know, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, they they weren't there every day for for those things either. And, you know, that's fine, whatever. But Josh Allen was throwing to Stefan Diggs last year and the year before. Tom Brady was throwing to Mike Evans, Cameron Brait, Chris Godwin last year, and the year before. Now, Mahomes throwing Travis Kelsey got some new guys, but still has Travis freaking Kelsey, arguably the greatest receiving tight end of all time on his team. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that. Cool. He has a rapport with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. That's useful. He doesn't with Sammy Watkins. He doesn't with Christian Watson. He doesn't with Romeo Dobbs. And I thought it was telling. Kirsten ran on the show last Friday asking Aaron Rodgers at the ACC championship in Tahoe what he thought of Romeo Dobbs. And Rodgers like, well, you know, I only met him the one time. Well, you know who has met him more than that? Jordan Love. Because they were throwing to each other in OTAs. Jordan Love trying to get better, Romeo Dobbs trying to get better, trying to learn the offense. And Matt LaFleur said it yesterday in his press conference There's only so much you can get out of mental reps. Adjustments at the line of scrimmage. Seeing the game through the eyes of the quarterback as a receiver actually on the field is just different than doing it from the sidelines. Missing those opportunities hurts the team. And no, we couldn't have predicted one of these guys was going to get hurt. We also could not have predicted that Romeo Dobbs would be as good... As he's been, you don't expect a fourth round pick to come in and perform at the level that he did. So you you can't just throw out this other thing where, okay, this guy you traded up multiple picks for to get up in the second round to trade for this incredible talent who needs some seasoning, he needs some polish. Well, you know who would be a great teacher to get him up to speed on all the things that you want as a quarterback? The quarterback. That'd be a really nice thing to have. And the Packers didn't have it. The Packers didn't have it. Now, is it ultimately going to matter? As I said in the spring when we talked about this, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's going to matter a ton. But I think it would have helped. And if it would have helped, that matters. At least some. It matters something. Something. Now by Halloween is it going to all be a wash maybe but if the offense sputters in the first 6 weeks because Christian Watson is not up to speed and he you know he just gets back let's say let's say like 2 weeks from now 3 weeks from now and he gets no real live reps with Aaron Rodgers before the season opens it would have been nice to have those couple weeks in the spring to be on the same page that just it just is what it is Before we finish up, thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen. Now go make your second listen. Locked on NFL. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league based on an offseason that has been wild. Just because it's the offseason doesn't mean there is a break in the action. One note I want to add in here before we finish up. Aaron Wilson um, who covers the the league said, um, and is Houston based. Said that Will Fuller is is being monitored by some teams, but does not expect to sign until later in the preseason, which usually means an injury away. And I speculated on the social media, as I am wont to do, that this full sentence was that if Christian Watson's injury does not get better that he's not on the field by the by later in the preseason that that's when Will Fuller will sign with the team the Packers have a history with Wolf Fuller Matt LaFleur knows Will Fuller well loves Will Fuller they try to trade for him there was some suggestion that they would sign him last offseason just a name to watch a name to think about I don't think they would do it now. Brian Goodenkin said they're not on the market. They're going to let these guys do the thing. But let's say all of a sudden it's October, not October, goodness. Let's say it's August 25th, 26th, 28th. And all of a sudden the start of the season is two weeks away. Will Fuller still doesn't have a home and Christian Watson is still not out there on the field. That's That could be when you get that call. That could be when that marriage ends up happening. Just something to keep an eye on. All right, back tomorrow. More from camp. The pads go on. The pads go on today. So tomorrow should be a fun one because we're going to have stuff to talk about. Family night. Family night is Friday. We'll talk about that next week when we get the chance to actually, we won't preview a preseason game, but we'll preview the fact that a preseason game is coming and things to look for and all that kind of stuff. We are almost there, people. We are almost there with real actual NFL football as, as real as it is in the preseason, of course. So a lot of fun is about to kick off. Hopefully you've been having fun in the offseason as well. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski, follow the podcast on Twitter, locked on Packers, like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920 341 3775 stay locked on packers.